Hi, everybody. Jason Smith here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Truth About Social Ads. I'm an agency owner specializing in Facebook and Instagram ads, and I have dedicated my professional life to helping you learn what others won't tell you about Facebook ads. You know, I believe there's so much information that no one is sharing about Facebook ads and how you can fail and win running ads for your business and when it's time to hire an agency. That's why I'm here bringing ideas and information that can help you run successful Facebook and Instagram ads. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. Welcome to another episode of The Truth About Social Ads. Today's topic is a big one. Probably one of the most important topics that we've done to date. And I'm just going to read it verbatim how Eric and I wrote it down. So it's fatal mistakes clients ask agencies to make. So Eric, how you doing, man? Hope you're doing well. Doing good. Yeah, this is a good one to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely one that I've never heard any other podcast talk about. That's very important. And, you know, as much as we want to bring on clients that are are good, who our motto are not assholes, right? Um, Yep. Sometimes they slip through the cracks and, and, you know, things go sideways. So fatal mistakes clients ask agencies to make. And, and it's funny because we have the reason why we're talking about this is because we've got tons of experience with these types of situations, these scenarios. And if you don't know me personally, I'm pretty like stern when it comes to certain things. There's certain things that when you when you cross that line, I just become a freaking nightmare for you. So we try our best not to do that, but you know, we're not going to get walked all over as well and we're not going to get blamed for things that are really not our fault. So that's what this episode's about pretty much, right Eric? Yeah, and let me add to that too cuz yeah. one thing I'm reading High Performance Habits by Brandon Bouchard right now. And one thing he talks about and and I think people oftentimes confuse this. It's like Oh, you can't take our feedback. You're not tough, tough enough. It's like, no, we can take feedback. But one thing that he says is he goes, high performers, they all care about being respected. If you disrespect the high performer, they get really upset because they work hard to be the best at what they do. And that's how we are as an agency. We pride ourselves in being absolutely the best at it. And so when a client comes to us and they're used to working with like a smaller agency that would do whatever they said, and we command a higher level of respect because of the work we're doing, sometimes they're not used to it. But that's yeah. really what we expect is respect from our clients. And we give the same respect in return. Yep, for sure. And I, and I like you brought that up because we're, we're totally open to as much feedback as you want to give it. But, but when you start saying stuff like, you know, you guys aren't doing your job, you guys aren't getting the results that I think you should be getting... Then it goes down this rabbit hole of personal opinions and we've skewed away from the actual data, right? Like we need data to make good decisions and we're making decisions based off of the data that's, that's coming in. And if you want to be at a, at a 10 X return and you're 
mentality is super unrealistic, no one's going to be able to take you there. Yeah. Right. That's where I was just saying real quick. That's where we've seen agency hoppers and there's, you know, we, before we, now our agency, we, we do not bring people on without doing audits and really getting a good feel for the client, but, and, and the account, but in the past we've brought people on without doing that just because, oh, it looks like a cool brand. We don't do that anymore. That was what we used to do. And that's where we saw agency hoppers. It, they, yeah. oh, you can get me better results. And they'd go to another one. Oh, they didn't do yeah. it either. And, the, you know, by agency number five, they kind of realize, oh, maybe it's something, you know, I need to look in the mirror and realize I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Agencies make mistakes. I'd like to think we don't make a ton of mistakes, but we all make mistakes. And, and we're probably one of the best ones to own up to our mistakes as well. Like uh, if I make a mistake, we're owning up to it. You know, if our ads managers and media buyers make mistakes, you know, we're right there to say, yep, hey, uh, I made a mistake, won't happen again. And you move on from it. But these are all mistakes that, these are things that we're going to be talking about that can be avoidable. Yep. And on that note, to add to what you just said, we don't own mistakes that we don't make. We don't go, oh, I'm so no. sorry. You asked us to do this and we did it and it failed. We don't do that. We're going to no. tell our clients, we told you no. You said yes, we did it. It was the wrong move. And what we said happened. Yep. Yep, for sure. All right, awesome. Let's um, let's go down this list because we've got a, okay. uh, a list of four or five things. And then inside the, that list, we have some bullet points we want to just kind of cover. So this actually shouldn't take too long unless I get all fired up, which I may. (laughs) (laughs) But it's an important one. Yeah, yeah, super important. Again, I don't think anybody else is really talking truthfully about this. Actually, the only place that I see this truthfully coming out is on that Instagram agency problems. And you see all these memes of like, guy, you know what I mean? Like, remember I forwarded you a couple of the agency problem memes and stuff uh, on Instagram? Yeah. That's probably the only place where you can actually get honest (laughs) feedback of like what the hell's going on, you know, with some of these things. So, yeah, but, but yeah. All right, cool. So let's, um, let's go down the list here. So I think one of the top things that we put on this list is, is upping spend dramatically or coming to us and saying, Hey guys, tomorrow I want to up our spend from 5k a day to 20k a day. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, Eric, I'll let you kind of, because you, you've had a lot of direct experience with this. You know, we've spent a lot of time and effort on these types of problems. Why is yeah. that? Why is upping spend not like tell the audience why it's not a good thing? <laughs> so for sure. So here, and, and we've really, we've really changed. Not that we didn't have a system for this before, but we've really formalized the system now to the point of uh, all our ads managers are required to get certain things in writing. And the reason that this is an issue is that, you know, and I'm not singling anyone out, you know, if any of our clients are listening, this doesn't happen very often, but once in a while, a company will have things arranged, they hire us, and then they have internal financial struggles. And they go, what do we do about this? And they go, well, who's making us money? My agency right? Whether they just have us for Facebook or, you know, whatever it is, TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat, or whether it's, they also have a Google agency. So they'll be looking and going, okay, well, we can make more money. But a lot of times, and the reality with ads is it's, 
you know, it's not just like a, a hockey stick. Like everybody wants a hockey stick that just goes up and up and up and up, right? That's what everybody wants. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. And it, our goal is to keep it going up. And then there's certain restrictions on how much inventory can a company handle? What's the budget? And how profitable can we keep them? So when that happens and, you know, there's a crunch internally, I've come to view it almost like there's a temptation to, I almost compare it to like going to Vegas and and throwing down 50 grand and just trying to make it magically happen real fast. It, it doesn't work. And, and you can't as a company, when, you know, you're looking at payroll and you're looking at sales and you're looking at all these things, if your account, let's say you're spending a thousand dollars a day, if you up that spend to 4,000, you are going to take the Facebook algorithm and you're going to throw it in the middle of the wilderness, drop it off and say, survive. It's it's not yeah. practical. And, and it's funny because, and I was thinking about this the other day, Jason, it's almost worse when it works. You know, it's like yeah. throwing down 50 grand and winning 150 because if it does work, which it almost never does, I would say yeah. nine times, your odds are nine times out of 10, you're going to lose that money. If you gamble, yeah. if you try to just, our our benchmark is 10 to 15% a day is how we scale. We do it slowly. And that's so the algorithm can keep track and continue to feed good ads to the right people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we now get in the place where we're talking about, and, and here's the thing, if if you're a business owner listening to us, we don't get involved in the inner workings of your business. We don't manage your employees. We don't manage your payroll. We don't manage your ops, your sales, your marketing. We do, well, your marketing, we do the paid traffic. When I say the marketing, I mean the marketing team and, and what they do yeah. on organic and all that. So there's a mentality of us going, are we going to be the person? Because what happens is when companies come to us and they ask us to, they ask us to put, you know, 50 grand on black, right? And that's even better odds than what I'm talking about. So we highly discourage that. And we more encourage, let's give you a realistic gauge on how quickly we can grow your account with the you know metrics you want, like the return on ad spend and, and all of the key metrics. And we'll give you an honest answer. This is realistically what we believe we can do but what we highly recommend not doing, and this this will also be brought up again in the third point here, which is I only care about cold traffic. We'll talk about that too. It's really like gambling and we cannot do that for you and take responsibility because we would never recommend doing that. We would ne- yeah. never recommend saying, take your spend from 1,000 to 4,000 today. It's just not a good practice. Right, yeah. And it, it would also be like us coming to a client and saying, hey guys, guess what? I can't pay my people. So this is what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to spend an extra 100K this month because we're going to be able to charge you a percentage of spend and charge you $5,000 more. And that's going to make up for my deficit so I can pay my people. Our problem, not the client. Exactly. Our problem, not client's problem. So we get a lot of blame and a lot of the running the business problems gets dumped on Facebook because like Eric said, like, oh, well, Facebook's doing really well for us. Spotlight's doing a great job. Let's just dial up the ads. And then for this month, we can make a bunch of extra money. Well, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. <laughs> and it needs to be slow and steady. There are times that, hey, we can scale you up super quick and it works and everything's perfect. But 
man, that just does not happen very often. And we'd rather, we'd rather do something that we know works, especially with, uh, with upping the, the budget than like you coming back to us in a month. And again, we've had several, several clients do this to us. Yep. And it's really frustrating on our end because we also want to do a good job, right? We're like, man, like, can we do this? But normally what we say to clients is, listen, we will do it, but we will do it with one caveat. Don't come back and blame us when it doesn't work or you're losing more money now because you're spending an extra two or three or four or 10,000 a day that you weren't spending before. And now you're like super in the negative way more than you were before. Yep. And now as the ops guy, I require all our people to get that in writing. Hey, Jason, we had it later. Why don't you just touch on the story in your mastermind real quick? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, a topic came up in one of my, in, in my mastermind group and a guy wrote the mastermind and we're all business owners here. And he said, Hey, does anybody have a document that you make clients sign when they ask you to do something that you are not okay with, but they want you to do it anyways? And like, man, the Slack channel just lit up like crazy because guys are like, oh <laughs> I man, that part. That. I want it. Just it. Lit I up. Want it. Yeah, like I want it. I want yeah. it, you know? And um, and then I chimed in too. I was like, dude, that is a great idea. You know what? Actually, we're not gonna wait around for for someone to drop their document. We're gonna make our own. So yeah. we we made our own. And essentially what we're doing is we are telling clients, hey, if you want to up the budget from 10K to, to 50K, we'll do it. But we are not responsible for the loss that you could incur if it happens. And, and we, we get, make them sign it. Yep. And we get a time period to correct the performance, <clears throat> which may yeah, exactly reducing the budget again. Yep. Exactly. Because that's the other thing. Well, you, well, I thought we were going to be profitable by now. And it's funny because they, they always say, like you said, no, we didn't say. No. We yeah, didn't say that. We, we would never <laughs> do that. We would never do that or say that. And, yeah, um, and, and that's another reason why we always record Zoom calls, right? Yeah. Actually, no, we said this. And they're like, and, and, but it's still uh, to a certain extent, that doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't matter. You know, they still blame us. And even when we get stuff in writing, they still blame us. Yeah. You know? know. So, um, and, and, all right, cool. So let's, so let's that move one on to the in, next one. Yeah, that, that one actually leads really well into the next one. And the next one is, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of boast a little bit here about our agency. And it's not, it's not necessarily being me being cocky. It's more us having put together and having spent a lot of time building an awesome, awesome team. We have mm-hmm. a great team who delivers on time and it's really one of the things that's really important. And I don't know if, all of our clients see this is that before our media buyers go to build, everything is already checked over. Everything is aligned so that we build with precision and do not need to rebuild again. And that's something I've noticed a lot of agencies don't do is they'll go in once the ads are launched. Oh, I'm going to change this. Uh, now, I'm not saying we've never made a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes. Nope. Yeah. We, we do make mistakes. You know, not and with us, it's not that often because that is one thing Jason is really strong about is do not make mistakes, have everything QC'd, everything that we put live gets QC'd by our director of advertising who manages all of our media buyers or Jason himself. And the reason that we do that leads into the next point, which is resetting learning. 
Now, for those of you who, some of you may already know this, those of you, you who don't, we need 50 conversions within seven days for the Facebook algorithm. And I'm just going to refer to Facebook here, Facebook, Instagram, for the Facebook algorithm to learn what's working and what's not and deliver the traffic to the right people. What mm-hmm. happens is if we spend all of this time, we put all the creatives, we test it all out, we build everything with precision, we launch the campaign, all the exclusions are right, the targeting's on, the lookalikes are in there, and we get to 45 conversions. And then on day five, the client comes and says, oh, I want you to change this in the ad copy. I don't like it. It's going to reset the whole campaign. Now it's going to have so to when, get those. When they've already approved that first and round already, of copy. Yeah. Exactly. So (laughs) now, and that's kind of what I was saying in the first point of upping the spend with the second point of resetting the learning as one of our clients, we, we want you to understand that we're not saying no because we're lazy. It has nothing to do with that. We can go in and make the change in a second. It has to do with, it's gonna throw off the learning phase, especially if your accounts are doing good, it's it's gonna throw it off. Now, one thing I will say is that as a technique and a strategy, once in a while, we will intentionally reset learning, but that's that's based off of the media buyer's very, very detailed knowledge of what's been going on in the account. If they've you know, mm-hmm. been running a campaign and the performance tends to taper off, first of all, we're already ahead of it, they're watching for it, and they know when the right time to reset it is. So mm-hmm. that sometimes is a strategy, but what we don't want to do is five days into the learning or even 14 days after it's already gone through learning and it's already picked out good people, reset it because it can make your performance dive bomb. It's, an, it's another yeah, and we're specifically one. We're specifically talking about instances where clients will tell us, well, because we'll say, hey, we'll dupe it out right we'll run it side by side with the one that's performing well and we'll we'll kill it once it it you know starts performing well and they're like no we need it killed now because we need it changed now because we don't like free shipping anymore or we don't want free yeah. shipping in there anymore whatever it is right and there's some instances where we're like okay well we got to do it and and it's it's pretty painful sometimes and it's what's painful is the client that comes to you like literally once a week with these types of things. Yeah, because it, it throws the account right? off. The account yeah. won't stabilize. And there's there's things we know, and it's kind of to the point you were saying, Jason, when clients come to us and ask, well, why are you doing this? Well, I would have to explain the whole iOS update. And then I'd have to explain, <laughs> you know, yeah. a year of yeah. theory and, you know, targeting right. and how we yeah. structure it. It's like an hour and a half talk and we 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 answer and we say we can't do it because of this but then we need our clients to trust that there's a reason we're saying that and we're not just guessing or throwing out something an opinion it's based off of yeah. experience in seeing other accounts and what has worked and what doesn't work or what does and doesn't yeah. work exactly i mean it i mean i don't know about you eric but you know when you take your car in for service do you stand over the mechanic and say i want to know exactly everything that you're doing no and why no. you're doing it you know, and you trust that he knows what he's doing. Yesterday, I took my truck to my diesel mechanic, you know, to to do some modifications on my truck. I wasn't like, hey, dude, I need to know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing everything. Yeah. 
Be, even if he told me, it'd be totally out of my league. Like, I'd be like, I don't know why the hell this guy's putting an intake on my truck. What? Yes, I guess what it does. 40 more horsepower. Of course I want that. But like, do I know the, all the intricacies of wh- exactly why he does what he does and why he picks that certain brand and all that stuff? Like, no, I don't care. I trust the guy. And, and dude, to, you know? to even go further with that analogy, that's a good one, is could you imagine standing over the mechanic and asking him to teach you how to do it? Totally. <laughs> like, dude. And, and that's why, yeah. and, and we feel not, we don't feel bad, but that's why a lot of times we say, nope, I can't go into that because we don't have right. time to stop and say, well, the intake does this and this, and then on the back end, your audiences and here, and you got to understand, we just can't <laughs> do it. You know, it's, yeah, right. It would take and, and us so what we've been months. Yeah, totally, dude. And what we've been doing the last six months is weeding out those clients, number one. Uh, but number two, really making our process of bringing on clients so we don't have to deal with yeah. this stuff. Like it's just, it's it's time consuming for us. I'd rather be spending time in your side, your ad account, doing what we do best rather than like telling you why we're, we've got a lookalike 1% purchase event and why we're not doing a lookalike 1% video views. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, so there's little things like that that come into play that take a lot of time and it's just wasted time. Yeah. Yep. You know, hundred percent. So yeah, there was one other, there was one other thing that directly correlates with this as well. Um, that I was going to bring up, but I, I forgot about it. I probably got too heated on the last. No. Um, so I'll go into the next one and let me know if you remember. So the next yeah. one is I only care about, uh, cold traffic. Now, the, I'm going to explain why this has become an issue. This kind of became an issue after iOS more. So it was, it was always an issue, but more so after iOS, because what was happening is people were losing visibility of their retargeting via the pixel. So you used to be able to look in business manager, you know, this is Facebook ads one oh one for anybody that's running them for a while. You used to be able to look in the pixel and business manager and see all the retargeting what's attributed to, you know, people looked and then bought on middle of funnel or bottom of funnel. And when that went away, people lost visibility. Now we have that visibility back with our tracking tools. Now we've, we've solved that problem. But what happened is because business owners were looking at return on ad spend or ROAS and they referred back to media efficiency ratio, which is essentially looking at all your media and just doing a PL and kind of shooting in the dark and business owners don't like that. And I understand that. The problem with it is that what happened is they went, well, I can't scale my email and SMS. Like you can't send out an email and get a lot more emails or send out a text and get a lot more text. There might be a referral or someone might share it here and there, but to grow and scale, you need paid traffic, which is obviously what we do. And so what happened is a lot of business owners went, well, just spend a lot. We don't care about return (laughs) on ad spend. And that is... We don't do that. We don't do that because it always comes back to us. It always comes back to, I'm paying you for a service. I want a result for that service. And I still, to this day, Jason, I've never seen one person that's told us that be okay with it. I can't yeah. give one person that said, oh, just spend. I don't care about return without fail within seven to 14 days. I'm not profitable. You guys aren't doing your job. So when people say just spend, we don't care about profit. We say no. Yeah. And, 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 and again, we've learned the hard way. Yeah. And we've learned the hard way with this. You know, we've had clients come to us and say, Hey guys, we, we really need to create some, some revenue, some sales. 
And 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 it's funny because these are bigger companies than what people think. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not just this small, tiny mom and pop company. I mean, these are these are people spending multiple millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars um, a month on Facebook. And well, we we want to do it this way. And we're like, okay, well, we don't recommend it. Well, we want to do it anyways. And then guess what they do? Guess what their next move is? Well, we want to cancel because you guys um, were just spending all this money with no return. Baffles us every time. And I'm like, that's what you told us to do though. And we we told you not to do it. Well, now we can't afford to do it. We told you that too. Yep. <laughs> you know? And it's it's crazy how how that comes full circle. And and so we're 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 not doing it either that or we're getting it in writing. And those documents are actually produced by our attorney. So, you know, if they try to haggle us on it, we're just like, sorry. Yep. And, and you know? it's, uh, that is, that is one thing is that again, it's, it's not the same as the first one. It's not rolling the dice, but it is to us a bad sign of, of like, if, if someone does that, it's not a good, it's not a good business move to just say, I don't care about ROI. Like who doesn't care about now the, I guess the one situation we, we could say is if someone is, you know, in growth mode, like they did a big cap raise and, you know, they're doing brand awareness or they're getting it out there. That's different than what we're talking about. Yeah, We're, we're mainly yeah. referring to e-commerce and, you know, people saying, well, you just run the cold traffic and I'm going to email and, and text people. It, it still doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's return on investment or with us return on ad spend. And every yep. business owner cares about that. Every business owner yep. does. So, Yep, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. So, I mean, I do. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, anything else on that one, Jason? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-mm. So now we're going to get to the to the last one. And this one is, you know, there's, there, we just basically broke it down to four really basic key mistakes that we see people asking us to do, and they've happened in the past. And one of those mistakes is blaming the wrong person. And in a past episode, uh, I'll just be real quick because I said it in the past episode. It's almost like you have three kids and you blame one of them for the pr- the problems or mistakes that all of them make. It wouldn't be fair <laughs> to your kids to do that yeah. because they each have their own personalities. They're different. And it's the same thing. We have you know, your paid traffic. We have your conversion on your website, your Shopify site. We have your sales department, your accounting department, your ops department. And we don't control any of that, like I said in the beginning. And so, you know, one thing that we've really kind of been touching on recently is just understanding, is it a traffic issue? And we have metrics. We can look at, you know, we have some accounts that uh, the website isn't good, but their ads are good conversion campaigns set, you know, targeting the right people using, you know, interest-based and lookalike targeting. And their click-through rate, a good click-through rate is 1%. That's standard, is above a two. So we know that we've set the campaigns up, the targeting's on, and we can also tell from the clicks, people are clicking the ads. They get to the site and the site's Mm -hmm. at, let's say like a 0.05 or, you know, let's say 0.5. That is a website problem. And we are not the the Shopify experts. We we dabble in it, but we would never build out a Shopify site for someone and say it's going to convert. That's just not our area. We're, we're, our superpower is paid traffic. And so yep. one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is they just lash out on whoever they, because they're frustrated on the wrong person. 
And it creates yeah. a strain on our relationship. And also the biggest point is it doesn't solve the problem. If you're blaming the wrong person, you're not getting to the root of the issue, which is we need to lay a couple people off or we need to better our sales yeah. process or we need to up our site, you know? So anything to add to that? Or, hey, we want all these leads. Yeah, we want all these leads to come in, but we don't have the the nurture and follow-up sequence to support all those leads and you wonder why they're not converting. And then and then you say, well, one. Facebook ads aren't working. Well, <laughs> well, let, let, <laughs> let me, me, let me, yeah, let me throw out an example ahead. there. There's, you know, one client, like 40 leads. Oh, they're not working. Well, who's following up the team. Okay. Why don't you follow up as the business or, you know, whoever the person in charge was, they start following up closing one out of two. That's a sales problem, not a paid traffic yep. problem. Exactly. Or, Hey, my, my sales team was on vacation for three weeks. Okay, so <laughs> what's not working now? <laughs> you know, they weren't following, um, yeah, and they weren't I mean, following we, up. Why aren't they converting? Like, I don't know how, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, right. And and I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole. So actually, what we're what we're starting to do, um, the last few months is when we do our audit, we're looking at your your conversion rate on your on your site, which we've done that forever, but we've noticed that when we don't care about the conversion rate, even though it's not our job to really care or to like make any, any changes there. Um, you know, cause we don't do that. We still care about that, you know, because we, what we don't want is if you have a 0.5 conversion rate on your site, we could be running the best ads in the world. If they get to your site and they're not converting, then why are we running traffic to a site that's not converting? Yeah. So what we're actually doing is, is saying, hey, listen, you've got a conversion rate problem. Your product is actually really, really good, but people just aren't converting on your site. So work with a conversion rate optimization specialist that can help you bring up that conversion. And trust me, we will have a better relationship if that's done before we start ads. And you know, we can we can start the process without that being done, but until things like that are done, Man, it's like it, you're again. You're blaming the wrong person for for what's going on. It's like you going out and running and and sliding on some ice and breaking your ankle like it's the ice's fault, right? Well, maybe you should have freaking looked better, you know. But but like it, it's it's a tough thing to talk about too because we're not also here to like rag on your site. And a lot of people get really emotional about that. Well, I built this site and it's good. I'm like, dude, it's not that good, but. And it's also You're not, not our get place, right? It's not our place right. to analyze someone's payroll or someone's right. ops or like, and, and I'm, I mean, I'll be honest, like there's a, there's a few companies that are so disorganized <laughs> and, and just all over the place. There's nothing we can do about that. Like I'm the ops no. person. I'm in charge of keeping stuff optimized, uh, you know, not optimized. I'm in charge of, well, kind of, I'm in charge of keeping stuff in order <laughs> and functioning around yeah. here. But if I see another company, right. I can spot it out from a million miles away. It's uncomfortable for us to go, Hey, uh, you're not organized. You know, and we don't, we don't go there. Right. It's not our business. Yeah. And it's funny because when you tell people, that have a, sh a crappy conversion rate or their salespeople aren't following up or it's over our heads. And when you tell tell business owners like, hey, listen, man, the, the ads are performing great. Yep. And it's like, well, if they were performing great, we'd be getting more sales. No, that's that's not true. Yep. You know, we, we drive the best traffic to your site. If they don't convert from there, 
That's not a Facebook ads issue. Yep. And, and that is a go out and get a developer and, or a yeah. CRO specialist that can help you mitigate those issues. Yeah. And I do want to kind of put a cap, not a cap on the episode necessarily, even though it probably is, but <laughs> I do want to kind of throw this out there. Back to what we talked about originally, we don't go out and disrespect clients. That's not how we yeah. operate. We're very respectful. We're very professional. And our our media buyers mm-hmm. are the absolute best. They give our clients awesome service. They communicate. I can't tell you guys how many people have come to us and said, my, agent, my agency doesn't get back to me for a week and a half. And I'm like, <laughs> if that happened for 48 hours, they'd be fired, right? You know, yeah, exactly. weekends. But we give respect and we treat our clients with respect. In our case, we're good enough at what we do to feed through the bullshit and know who's treating us, us with respect and who's disrespecting us. So I don't want you guys to think we go out and we're mean and we push people around. That's not it. We're very professional and respectful, no. but we expect it in return. Yeah. And I said that at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, we wholeheartedly want to get the best results for whoever we're working with, yep. but it makes it hard when we're getting blamed for a conversion rate problem, yeah. right? Or we're getting we're getting blamed for your salespeople not doing a good job following up or yeah. accounting, whatever it is. Like it makes it difficult for us as an agency. And I, I'm sorry, I am not putting up with that shit, dude. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. And if I need to be an asshole back to an asshole, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> you know so anyways this has been this has been an awesome episode i really i really hope if you own your own agency and you're having these same issues hopefully this can if you have any questions reach out to us you know eric's the man there i don't i don't do any of the op stuff but um eric has made the 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 team the way it is and it's i'm truly grateful for that but if you're an agency owner you've got some value out of this awesome if you're a business owner and you have an agency take a step back and analyze the way you're treating them and hopefully you're not being a jerk all the time and ordering them around and blaming them for things that's not their fault and i I would say even if even if the agency isn't that good i'm going to venture to say that most agencies out there are really out there to try to do a good job yeah they just may not have the resources and the tools like we do um to keep up with everything on facebook the 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 ever-changing platform of, of Facebook uh, and, and Instagram. And um, it's tough. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. So, yeah, anything else to kind of close this thing out, Eric? I was just going to say, and, you know, some like we saw a, a local-based agency. I don't know if you saw this one, Jason. It was last week because I do a lot. Mm-hmm. I helped through the audit process with Jason. So, we saw a brand last week that, you know, we ended up taking on and, and they had a smaller agency and, you know, we looked at their work and we looked at what they were doing. And I'm just going to be honest for being a local agency, they did an okay job. Now, obviously I saw a ton of stuff that we could improve and do better, which is why we took them on as a client. But if your agency's not cutting it, it, you may need to look for a higher level agency. And they told us, the client told us, you get what you pay for. Yep. They did a great job at the local level and the whatever it was, 500, 1,000 a month, they were charging them. The agency just didn't have the resources and don't go and beat them up. Don't, you know, like just go find a better agency, shake their hand, say thank you and, you know, continue to build your business. And the same thing with us, like ask us, we'll tell you, you know, if something's fair and reasonable and if it's a good choice or a bad choice, 
But please listen when when we respond and say we feel like this is not a good decision in your ad account and it's going to jeopardize that that's what we ask is please listen we're experts at this we do it every day and we have your bet like Jason said we have your best interest in mind if we could if we had it our way we'd have all of our clients at a ten row ass every single day of the week <laughs> and yep. and we work hard to get the best results so yep for sure that's all I wanted to add yeah I appreciate that and I and we do care we do sincerely care about results we care about the relationships we have with clients. I love, we've got several clients that, you know, we've got awesome relationships with and I would go out and have a drink with them. If they asked me to come help them move, I would do it, <laughs> whatever they need. So outside of, of business uh, on a personal level, uh, I love our clients and, and aside from the results we get, they're just great people. And um, we want to work with more people like that. So and we've got good clients right now. So that's that's the good part. We sure do. And it, and it and it comes down to us also weeding out the ones that we don't think are going to work out. And I'm so glad that we actually have that the ability to say no. Right? Like yep. the ability to say, "Hey, you know what? I don't think this is a good fit. We're going to move on." But yeah, man. Well, thanks a lot for all the info. This has been a great episode. And uh we'll see you guys on the next one. Catch you guys next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to The Truth About Social Ads. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at truthaboutsocialads.com for show notes and additional episodes. And if you have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show if you enjoyed it. That will help other people find us. By the way, I would love to hear from you please send me an email at jason at spotlightsocialllc.com with your feedback, questions, or a topic you'd like me to talk about on the show. If you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show. See you later. Bye.